All right, all right, we're back. This is uh, episode four, correct? Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're on a good run here. Um, you shared an article with me. I believe it speaks on uh, the 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 wealth gap between blacks, minorities, and uh, the majority. What did you want to touch on specifically with the article? I thought it was pretty informative. Uh, there were a few notes that I took down myself. Uh, things that I, you know, as a millennial, I'm not really paying attention to all the time. Um, so wh- where did you want to start first with that? The Federal Reserve puts out a a summary every year of the state of the economy because mm-hmm. they're in charge of the money. This time they said, man, you know, since COVID, there's a racial um, disparity gap between the minority and the majority and all inclusive are 30 percent behind and there there's several reasons for that you know i don't think is surprising but within the pandemic you know and low unemployment those are the things that we as a community need to know and then you think a little deeper and you say why why is that you know in my person in my mind i always say you know is racism the same or more than 200 years ago so if i was born 200 years ago am i that far put down, right? So we have a little more freedom and opportunity. In reality, why do we stop ourselves, right? And what are those things that we do that major and minor things and some of those things that that we do that we should not be doing now? I get it. (laughs) Do you, would would you um, You say that some of the proper resources or maybe things we weren't exposed to in our community could be a reason why, because I look at the stats. I mean, this was alarming. It said the article stated, the article stated that more than 50% of black financial wealth is invested into pensions. Less than 20% is invested into private businesses, corporate equities, and mutual funds. Why do you, why do you feel like, like that's the reason? What do you think the reason is that for? You know, we, we invest in what we know. And, you know, the financial literacy is that one missing piece that we don't get on a consistent basis. And it's not taught like from, a, from the basic level elementary school. It's, meant, uh, it's literally where, where we learn, you know, mm-hmm. how to get a job. We learn how to, you know, depend on something. When it, when it says that our, our wealth is tied mm-hmm. up in pensions, um, our wealth is tied up in the basic things, we get a job and then we put mm-hmm. it in our 401k and, you know, we expect right. the job to take care of us. And, and the other thing that we need to know is that we don't actively pursue it. So being in this wealth building business, you know, you encounter people every day. And so the other day had a conversation, one of my partners, she was talking mm-hmm. to a potential client. And the client told her straight out that, you know, hey, I'm not ready to invest in me yet. Right. And she asked me about that. And I said, well, you know what? It's that's typical, right? Because the things that are easy to do are also easy not to do. In reality, what she said is, hey, I'm interested in my job. I want to put 100% in the job and 2% in me. (laughs) <laughs> or 2% yeah, in my it. retirement, right? But then when she gets 55 to 60, Try. then she wants yeah, to be yeah. in her retirement, right? 
when when we talk about 50% of our wealth is in pensions, it's passive. And so when you look at the majority, 60% of their wealth are is in the stock market mm-hmm. and equities, meaning housing and those kind of things to where they get, you know, income producing assets. Income producing assets is what gives you wealth. What we do is we put all of our focus in one income producing mm-hmm. asset, which is the job. And when the job goes, so <laughs> so goes yes. your asset. Whereas they have two, Absolutely. three, four assets. What? And, so, and I'll say, <laughs> we, we touched on it, I think the, the episode before, or maybe the one before that, where I said, you know, we were sold an American dream, right? Like go get your job, work hard everything will pay off if you work hard. That's what they always told us. And they never gave us the cheat codes. And what it sounds like to me, it's it's no excuse because we, you know, we could do our research to learn more, but it just sounds like we were told something and some of the, some of the details were left out. And someone like you has knowledge on the details that we don't have access to, or we haven't found that access to. Because when you, when you put it like that, yeah, I just feel like we aren't exposed. It's not put it's not broadcasted to us enough. It's like a secret sometimes, but it's right in your face, you know? And so it's like, it's right in your face. So why do you think when people kind of hint at it, you said one of your uh, managers or or, uh, coworkers hinted at it early in your career and you were like, ah, whatever. Why do we immediately shush, like shoot it away? You know, and how do we change that mentality so we can build for our future? Being a history buff. So the first black four-star general, Chappie James, Chappie James, he used to grow up fighting. He grew up in Mississippi and he was very sharp and all of those things. Went on to be the first black four-star general. So he told the story one time. He said when he was growing up, he used to fight all the time when he was going to school, about nine, 10 years old, for all the way through grade school and junior high. And his mom pulled him to the side and said, look, if you stop and fight everybody that mm-hmm. call you the big N, you'll never make it off the block. The best revenge is massive success. Go out and be the smartest person in the room and go out and be successful. I never forgot that when I, when I heard it and I said, you know what, the best revenge is massive success. And then one time I was, um, you know, I was at church years ago, it was a church in Maryland and you know, Al Sharpton, he's come a long way. <laughs> so when I, yeah, Al Sharpton, you know, I never was a fan of Al Sharpton, to be honest. But, but now, so I saw him in church one time and, you know, I was a little skeptical mm-hmm. like anybody else. And so he was giving a sermon and he said, he, he did this. He said, I want two people uh, to get on the stage. And so two people got up on the the stage by the pulpit and he said, you know, here's what I want to tell you. He said, so I'm going to walk up to you. And he said, when I hit you, just like fall on the ground. So the guy, he, he walked by him and just brushed his shoulder and the guy fell on the ground, you know, just, and he said, now, if somebody knocks you down, how long does it take you to get up? And he said, so it could be an accident. It could be on purpose. It could be a lot of things. But if I come back a year later and you're still on the ground talking about, oh, yeah. this person did yeah. this to me and that person did this to me. And he said, mm-hmm. now whose fault is that? For, for some of us, you know, you have to take action. 
and you have to take responsibility, but that's the hardest thing is to actually take responsibility because then you have no True. one else to blame. <laughs> right. And so, so, you know, just, but, but you can't, you cannot do nothing or like lady we encountered earlier say, Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, I'll focus on the job and then, you know, then when she turns 60, right. then I'll focus on retirement. I mean, that kind of stuff is amazing. And you made a <laughs> you made a valid point about coming back a year later and they're still laying on the ground and and not to ignore or dismiss anything of our history because you like you say your history buff you know how it all played out but at what point you know do you say okay enough is enough let me try to figure this out because um, like we said some of the answers are clearly right in front of our face do you feel like this is indoctrinated in our people to have that mentality or is there a sense of fear of um, investing into themselves? Are they scared? You know, like, is it something we've known for so long to just work on that one job, but knowing if we take the risk and invest into ourselves, into the stock market, into our businesses, um, we could actually do more than what we've done so far. Do you think it's a fear or do you feel like this is something that was indoctrinated into us? I, I think okay. it's indoctrinated and, you know, it starts early and then mm -hmm. we feed into it. You know, I'll tell you another another story, and this is a true story. I was when I was in college. I think I was a freshman or a sophomore, and I was the only African American okay. in the class. It was a jur ah, journalism class. Favorites. Yeah, so I'm, I'm in a journalism class, and the professor, you know, two things he said that I never forgot. He said, "What's what's the highest office in the, the land?" Office the highest office in the land. So people were saying, oh, the president, um, you know, he was like, wrong, wrong, wrong. So they're giving all these answers. And he said, the highest, the highest office in the land is an informed citizen. Because when you're informed, no one can put anything on you. So he said, you know, always being well-informed. He said, most people are not informed and they're, mm -hmm. they live in sound bites. And the other thing he said was, they talk about the disparity in journalism or on TV about if the majority of something happens to them, the world's going to come to an end. They're going to put out all, pull <laughs> out all the stops. But the reason TV doesn't report black on black crime is because they expect it. Hmm. He said, and that's the rule number one in journalism. He said, when a dog bites a man, nobody worries about it because that's right. just typical. He said, but when a man bites a dog, that's, that's news. And he said, so when black people kill black people, it's expected. It's not even news. He straight up said that. The quicker we understand that that's, that's how people Absolutely. think. I mean if, if that That's if the they if they've it. already seen it and they, they <laughs> view it as a norm, um, while you know they don't need you don't have to report it, they already assume it's happening outside because that's what they expect. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, they're yeah. crazy. They're off the chain, you know. And, and you know the 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 term they used to say, "Hey, if you want to hide money, put it in a book." When it came to black folks, that that's a, my grandmother mm -hmm. told me that. You know, a long time ago. So that's why I used to read books all the time. I still do to this day. Four or five years ago, I just decided, you know, I was going to teach myself 
you know, and that was the spark to where I'm, I go all out. And so I became a master at it. And now I just decided to yeah. share the, cheat, the, the cheat, cheat code, code, if you will. Yeah. Once somebody becomes successful, you know, then a year or two from now, when they have a testimony, then yeah, here, here right. comes everybody. Right. You know, I always say, you know, the hardest six inches is from, from here to here. And so you have to believe it. That's the first thing is you have to right. believe you could be rich. And then you have to hang around people that are smarter than you. And, you know, 90% of the people won't tell you, but there will be that one person, that one person that, that will tell you, and then mm -hmm. that will crack the code. And then, you know, you have to just think about how you want your life long term. And so, I mean, I think about that. I was like, you know what, is, is somebody that lived in 1897, um, or, you know, yeah, 1800, you know, did they face more racism than I did? And Absolutely. yeah, they probably did. For the ones that succeeded, right. then what's my you excuse? And even with my mm -hmm. troops in the military, I would say, look, in, in, in the grades, they have A, B, C, D, right. and F. And I said, you know, why is the E missing? And, you know, the E is missing because of effort. Every individual mm -hmm. is in control of that. And so based on your effort is where you come out on that <laughs> scale. Same with money. It's right. the same with work. That's the that's the inevitable. <laughs> it's the same. It's the inevitable. I think I think people try to try to um <laughs> what is the word I'm looking for? Maybe cheat their way through life. I mean, it, it, my dad has always put that in me too. It is effort. It's uh, repetition and consistency. So how much you put in is what you get out of it. That is the most true inevitable statement I've ever heard because I, I think everyone is a testimony for it. Where their life is, is what they gave into it. You mentioned something about sound bites. I, I think that was a unique way to state we are lazy. Um, I think people, especially in my age group, mm -hmm. the way media, think about any kind of media platform that's been created nowadays, it's quick. It's, access, it's accessible, but it's quick information. Um, and they found a way to give us that information mm -hmm. in such a short term that the only way you get it is through bits and pieces. Um, and you have to do more effort, like you just mentioned, to get the information to improve your life. What makes you different? You know, when you join this group, for those that have never heard about you before, this is their first video, they may have stumbled upon it. What makes your group or what you're doing different than Soundbites? I guess my mission in life, you know, for, for whatever reason, is I'm very good at communication or educating and taking, making hard things That's simple. It. I can take very complex things and make them simple to the mm -hmm. lowest common denominator. And so when it comes to finances, when it comes to money, when it comes to, to business, all of those things, I'm able to share it. And I have always right. never had a hidden agenda. So I make it affordable. You know, I never like to say it, but <laughs> yeah. I have money, so I don't need money. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, that's a big, a big difference when, when you have money, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about, you know, right. cheating and hustling and those sorts of things. I can take the time. I, I make things very affordable and I take the time and then I've, I've spent, I can't tell you how much money on course. bad courses. You know, and I do it on purpose because I always want to see, you know, other instructors, other courses, other how how my competitors are doing. So I guess in 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 my sense, I do the work 
don't have to. So people don't have to. And I, yeah. and I see the mistakes that people make. And so what I would say is, you know, I do what other mm-hmm. people don't do. And the things that I see in other courses or other, you know, I've, I've seen people, you know, charge ungodly amounts of money mm-hmm. and then they just keep charging, but then Nothing. the people don't learn anything. And then they try to get a business. And then at the end of the course, they only have notes. Now, I've seen all of those things. They make the investment, um, the conversation too difficult, yeah. too hard. So what I did was I simplified it and then I explain it. And then I take the time to coach everyone up. What I told people at the very beginning is I said, the only thing I'm getting out of this is that's it. I want testimonies. That's it. That's it. That's it. I have nothing else, no other agenda. And so, you know, I want to see people 10, 12 months now and be like, you know yeah. what? I started off here and that's the best, that's the best, uh, you know, referral or the best, best testimony you can get. And so then the course in my mind will, will, um, will sell itself when enough people stand up and go, Oh it, my goodness. You know, and I can, I, don't have I to can say already, anything. I can already feel it. So as someone, <laughs> I won't say I've, um, was a, a afraid of investing or getting into it. It's just, again, it's always been lack of knowledge and someone who's, I'm busy. I have my own media business and things that I focused on. It was like one of those things you mm-hmm. put to the back burner, like I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Eventually I did, you know, follow some of the stuff that you put out and I bought my first stop. And I was like, let me just, let me just test. Let me just see what this is like. Mm-hmm. Bought it two days later. I think you requested and recommended that we sell. I think I sold it and I made $168 in two days of doing nothing. Nothing. I bought it. What? Watched it Couple for a little bit, clicks. chilled, worked my job, did whatever, sold it because I bought it low, sold it pretty high, and it started to drop. And you were like, hey, dropping, sold it, 168. And that means <laughs> to someone who is 28, still figuring his life out, getting it to where he's trying to get it to, $168 for one stock is a pretty decent a pretty decent profit. <laughs> I cannot complain. <laughs> I cannot complain. Yeah. So, you know, definitely, you know, we get more testimonies from people people understand your mission is like you said you have money um and we'll touch on um because there is something from that article we where it talks about people the 20 only under 20 percent investing into businesses we'll touch on your businesses but you did say that you know you have your own money there's, there's no agenda of making more what do you need to do that for your agenda is to help others and so um i can already certainly say and i just start i mean that's my first one I can certainly say that, you know, the trust is definitely there um, and more knowledge will come to me. So, you know, that's why I'm here and people should definitely join. Because most people spend a lot of time not living their life. They live everybody else's life. Yeah. And so time is more than money. And so when you can free up your time and you can get up and do what you want, when you want, whatever, do whatever. <laughs> whatever you do want, exactly whatever. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. I believe that's the life that we all want to live. Uh, So you know, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's my life. (laughs) That's my life. I can do exactly what I want, when I want, whenever I want. I don't have to ask anybody for what. What's it like? You know, period. You have your own businesses. You know, we've uh, anybody that's been here for a while, they they should know you pretty well. Your your background, but those that don't, you know, you. You have the corporate world background, but you have your own businesses on the side that you you work on. Can you tell a little bit about it? You don't have to go into detail um, about exactly what it is, but what's it like managing multiple businesses? Because I think as someone who's running his own, 
I know it's a lot of effort and I know it's a lot of work, especially when you start up, you know, for those that are fearful of doing so, right? Some may join the group and they're like, okay, you know, stocks, I'm learning stocks, I'm learning stocks. And they may get stuck right there, leaving out the other opportunities of wealth, um, generational wealth that they could build for themselves, the opportunity to go do whatever they want. Like you just said, what the beginning process, what is it like managing multiple businesses? The internet and I say this all the time, mm -hmm. is the great equalizer. Because you don't have to ask anybody. You can, you can do a lot of things. You can start your own business. You don't have somebody beating you down. And so the effort you put into it is what you'll get out of it. So there's real estate and then there's mm -hmm. digital real estate. And there's no distinction between the two because both are valuable. You can water your grass, real grass, and you can water your you can mm -hmm. water your digital grass too. You can you can do a renovation on a house and you can do a renovation <laughs> on your online house. Those and you can sell it the same way. That's how I got into artificial intelligence right. and got into business is that, you know, I'm like, you know what? The people on this corporate job is telling me one thing, but then when I go home, I put on mm -hmm. my CEO hat. And so there's like a disconnect between right. the work and what's really going on. You know, it's that positive reinforcement and it's doing the things that you like to do. And when it's not work, then you you don't mind doing it. And that's one of the things I wish everybody could could find is doing those things that it's not even work. It's that's something true. you love to do. And then you have the time for for other things and you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, um, well, I can't go here. Right. I can't go on vacation. Oh, let me ask this and all. No, this is what I want for everyone. This is because, you know, I can see what's coming for people in the group. Yeah. I can see down the road. You have some you have some different uh, attire on. I, I noticed the rise to riches, wealth building. Any mm -hmm. any detail, any elaboration you could provide uh, behind the meaning, uh, you know, the uh, behind the logo that you created there. I like Wealth Builders Mastermind Group because when you have a mastermind group, it's a group of like-minded individuals. When you have encouragement and you have a bunch of people mm -hmm. going in the same direction, you know, whether it's for yourself, for your family, for, for it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can start mm -hmm. with $50, $100, and everybody in this group is yeah. treated the exact same. And so my plan is to you know, as the group gets bigger, I will show up live and oh, okay. do workshops right. Right. on the weekends. And 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 in that way, um, I can do, you know, not only am I online live on Thursdays, but I'll show up in different cities and where, you know, where the majority of the group is over the shoulder um, coaching. And I'll sit down and say, yeah. oh, let me see, you know, do coaching and walk through everybody individually so that that way, you know, I can make sure <laughs> that people are all swimming and learning. in the same direction. Absolutely so learning. You know, I think, I yeah, think and learning. Like your goal is to, yeah. to obviously be hands-on. I think, I, personally, I feel like everyone learns better hands-on. You do it. There's no better experience than actually doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, you being there physically to, to do workshops and help people the second they learn it, it's not saying they won't depend on you anymore, but it does help them master it just like, like you have. And that's the goal is to teach our people and others, but specifically, I know you have one group you're focused on, um, teach <laughs> them, you know, about the stock market. So 
before uh, before we get out of here uh the best way to reach you would it be linkedin any anybody's because i know you'll start advertising soon what what's your best place to reach you if they wanted to to learn a little bit more hit me up on linkedin yeah john j sneed um i'll definitely accept it LinkedIn's linkedin would be the best yeah linkedin's the best because um i i've used that much more than any other um social media platform okay. perfect i think i think that's it unless you have anything else you'd like to add I think we I think we pretty much touched on everything 